are listening to the Echo Church Podcast, and we are on a mission of rescue and restoration into a vibrant and fulfilled life. Hey, thanks for sitting down with us again on the Echo Church Podcast. We're still talking Enneagram today, but in a little different format. You get to go behind the scenes. It's a Tuesday morning. You find us gathered together. Uh, The Echo staff, the Echo team, working on the vision and the execution of everything that we do at Echo Church. And we thought we'd have a fun journey about how our relationships as different types on the Enneagram relate to how we work together. So this is a really, really fun conversation. You're going to hear a lot of good jokes. Maybe I should put that in air quotes, good jokes, um, and laughter at the beginning. uh, And as we get more serious at the end, and it's just a really great look at how the Enneagram can help you in a work environment and a team environment work together better. All right, let's get into it. This is stressing me out. Do you have a napkin close? It's, it's all good. It's okay. We're going to make it. <laughs> Wait, this is good content. We're going to make it. This is like, I'm We're having an issue. It. We're going to ruin our equipment. We're not going to ruin anything. Oh. None of it's going to have an issue with that water on the table. Not, not the touching anything. The cheap party. ones. He Let the one help you with that. Thank you. Perfect. All right. Here we go, folks. Here we are. Do we lose somebody? Christy, you, you stay here. Jen will be back. I am here. Hey, everybody. We are... <clears throat> Check. Am I too loud? Why? Well, if you do that, I just yes. do that crap. <laughs> Thank you. We are in Jen. What I do? Can you can you keep it down over there? Um. Hey, everybody. We are in the midst of a series on the Enneagram. Mm. Uh, oh my word! Stop. 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 Welcome to my digital reality. I'm currently sitting right next to some of my favorite people in the world. Echo staff. Whoop whoop. Everybody say yoo-hoo. I am Hey, everybody, we are in the midst of a series on the Enneagram. Uh, And to really take you behind the scenes, a little BTS here on the Echo Church, we thought we would sit down with some of the folks you see on a regular basis. Some would call this a staff meeting. There's Christy Cass. There's Sam Kemet, Catherine Walker. I'm just getting to know her. Uh, Jamie Scholl. (laughs) She's new to the team. (laughs) Mary Kay Scholl. Um, We got Jen Becker. Beck, Becker. Becker's her last name. <laughs> I thought it was going to be me. I, was, I, I know her name. Andy, Jamie was distracted. Andy Cask. Andy Cask. And then Scott Scholl left just because he just wasn't really interested in this. Um, he's fixing the internet. He's fixing the internet. Oh. He's fixing my digital reality. <laughs> he's fixing your digital reality that powers it all. So the idea was to just talk a little bit about how the Enneagram is practical why it actually matters uh, in the sense of working together as a team, working together as individuals, uh, and maybe how it brings a little clarity to potential conflict. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> Who's the most, I mean, we should just turn over to the person that has the most conflict and tell them how it's helping them, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Should we? <laughs> and we all look at it it's, it's, it's my it, birthday. It's Mary Kay's birthday week. <laughs> 
So I think we should just turn towards her. I am Jamie Schull. I am a one wing two, but the cast has confused me with an eight mm. at times. There is no wing nine in me, though, so that would be an eight wing seven. So you decide. Excellent. <laughs> what do you <we> say? <laughs> Jamie, so help us understand a little bit about some of the areas that you have struggled with and then how the Enneagram has helped you understand why that um, has maybe been a potential issue for you. Gosh, couldn't I have gotten these a little earlier? I don't know what to say. Struggle number one. This is called a conversation. What do I struggle with? These are regular questions I ask in a regular conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why is it that certain individuals view themselves as a certain number, but everybody else seemingly views them as a different number? You know, do you know anybody except Jamie and I that have that same problem? So, no. <laughs> Christy, Catherine, who else? No, but I think I think I think legitimately that uh, type of scenario happens is you have these internalized processes, but people see you in an external way. You have the internal, but yet people view you in an external way. Corey, you seem to have an I, answer. I honestly think, like, I. I it's so simple that I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not. I think that we all are a mix of everything. So yeah, of course. You have a little bit of eight in you. You have a lot, you know, you have a lot of eight in you. You have a lot of one in you. And people can see you as, in, in the different ways they interact with you, they're going to see you in all those different lights. So I think it's totally normal. I think probably everybody could see each other as a different number than they feel like they are. I don't, I don't think it's personally that complicated. I think it's a context thing. So where do people see you? It's going to determine how they see you, how you act around your house versus how you work at, or your, how you act around right work. Now we work in all of our houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the struggle. Yes. How you are on Zoom versus how you are in real life. Yes. Yeah, how you're on screen. Yeah. Like we've talked a lot about if you weren't a pastor, people might not think that you were an eight. Yep. I'm, I'm totally... I totally think that I would be so I'd be in some room probably as an architect just keeping quiet and designing a few things and having a lot of fun yeah pulling pranks on your co-workers for yes, sure definitely dead fish in the ceiling <laughs> drawn in that green notebook with oh. those clear pens <laughs> what one of the things that Andy does that reminds us all of a one is he he can't use notebooks generously he has to use them very precisely. So he might fit a whole month's worth of notes on half a page. Um, it's, it's phenomenal. It's artwork. How many pages do you use in a month? You know, we might go, I go through a notebook every six months probably. And Andy's going through a notebook every two years. Yeah, but you want, I want all of my thoughts on one piece of paper. <laughs> Do you know how how hard it is to flip the page? Oh, yes. Not I think you've gained a lot of followers and a lot of fans there, Andy. That was very relatable to yes, many yes. people. Who else relates to that? It feels like some of their their role or their job makes them, or maybe pushes them out of their number into a different to a different type. Andy's a one that is kind of pushed into an eight because of his role. Sam. Well, I'm a seven wing eight, so. 
I mean, I think my eight qualities come out quite often for sure in any sort of leadership role, but because they have to, I think if my eight doesn't have to come out, then I prefer to hang out with my seven (laughs) just to have a good time and try to find the fun and the joy. Um, but when I have to buckle down and, um, just really, I don't know, kind of get strict with myself then I do, even though it's not necessarily the most fun thing for me to do, I'll do it. And then for sure in, uh, my marriage specifically, definitely my eight comes out, but I'm married to a nine. So that would make sense. They're much more relaxed, personal. So my eight's like, okay, let's get this done. Let's do it. But I work with a lot of ones who are getter dinners or uh, like Christy's a three, the achiever. So I know if I ever need to get like inspired to do something, like I go to, I go to Christy. She's like, okay, what's the dream? What are we, what do we want to do here? And then typically I go to Andy if, okay, how do I get this done? <laughs> what are, what are the resources that I need kind of thing? That's, and then if I need anything organized whatsoever, I go to Jen Becker <laughs> and I'm like, give me those organizational skills. She can just like come mentalize so easily, like boom, boom, do this, this, and this, where just my natural self is like, okay, but is it fun? But are we going to have a good time? Are there? <laughs> so definitely. I really, really appreciate working with a vast variety of people that think differently than myself. Cordy and I were making fun of Dexter slightly because he came in with a shirt. Mm. And then he proceeded to tell us that you gave him a pretty big pep talk for the evening. Yeah. So you had mentioned that your eight kicks in. Yes. Relationally, that seems to be the case. So give us that story on your side. And why do you do that with your husband? Okay, so a nine, they're known to fall asleep to their um, like kind of desires or what they're meant to do. And Dexter's a nine. And Dexter is the epitome of a nine. Yes. <laughs> if you want to know how a nine operates, look at Dexter Kemet. Um, and so he was prepping to go do a worship night. And yes, he was wearing a shirt that I thought maybe he should change into a different shirt. <laughs> so. I was handing him the other shirt. And at the same time, I just wanted to encourage him to be bold and to step into what God's anointed him to do and to not be afraid to step out. Last time they recorded, Cordy wasn't able to be there. And so I think naturally he stepped into a leadership role because no one else was. And as a nine, that's something they do. They'll just hang back. But if there needs to be a leader, then they'll step up. And I just wanted to encourage him, like, don't rely on Cordy, like help a brother out and just make sure you're really tuned into what the Holy Spirit is doing. And if you have that moment where you feel like you need to step up and step out, then do it. Don't just hang back because maybe there's another like supposed leader in the room. Absolutely. Would you have done that prior to understanding like the Enneagram? Was that natural to you or did that help make that um, easier for you to do? The Enneagram made me much more aware of my need to do that. I think in instances I did that, but to me, it's like, okay, stop nagging your husband. Like, he's a grown boy. You're not his mama. And I would kind of tell myself that and not maybe do it as much or wait until I was like maybe frustrated with him not stepping out and maybe being like, you know, the best that he can. And then I'd kind of come from a disgruntled or agitated place where here I know like, no, this is our balance in our relationship. Like I am here, you know, to give that to support and to encourage and, and all that. So for sure, it's helped a lot. We were making fun of him about his T-shirt. 
Yeah. And that was kind of the... Yeah. So he's like, yeah, Sam just thinks I'd look better in here. I look too white he's, with a white shirt. Listen, he <laughs> has some very opaque skin with a pink tint. <laughs> so white is not always, you know, the best. And I think you'll agree. He looked better in the second shirt. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, you everyone can vote. can vote on that. There Leave a go. comment <laughs> yes. in the video of Dexter if you prefer to see him in white or plum. <laughs> Did he wear two shirts? I'm... He he wore his white t-shirt to the practice, but he brought the chain shirt on a hanger. Yes, mm-hmm. to swap out. So w- one of the things I think could maybe have some interesting stories here is we have a few couples that work together, mm-hmm. kind of on this team. Um, I don't know if you guys know Andy and Christy Cass. Um, <laughs> They're more behind the scenes. They're married. Um, (laughs) And then there's Jamie and Scott Scholl. They're also married. And then myself and Catherine, getting to know. Um, Still still married. (laughs) We're still married. Last I checked. Um, (laughs) um, So I just, I think working together and being married is one of the most fascinating things in a workplace scenario. So I just wanted to explore that a little bit. Just see what we have there. Uh, Scott is, he just joined us. The internet is fixed. Nope, <laughs> no. it's not fixed. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Definitely not fixed. But if he, if he wants to hop in here, it'd be a great opportunity for share him to. Uh, sure, I'll share with you. Share with me? Yeah, I think, I think with the idea of working with your spouse, it's, it's really beginning to understand and staying in your lanes. Or understanding each other's lanes. Christy, could you give us an example of that? I think that's very important. Very. (laughs) But then also inviting each other into each other's lanes, if if that makes sense. So there's a a definite delicate balance. I like how Sam had mentioned that idea of her speaking into Dexter's life and maybe some of the encouragement he needs to hear. And I I think that, talk about workplace, living, sleeping in the same bed type of relationship. Uh, I mean, it takes, it does take some extra effort. Can I hear an amen, Christy? Yeah, amen. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Awkward laugh. There it is. Better. And did you hear Cordy's? Because I think Take a I sip of your sparkling. I'm, again, I'm required to laugh when Andy laughs. I think it's one of those, for Andy and I, we've worked alongside each other and obviously supported each other in our dreams and our, like he's supported my salon and, and I've supported his ministry over the years. But with Echo, it's this whole nother level of obviously like it's our primary focus with work. And when you say lanes, I think I stay in my lane with my job roles and stuff like that and vice versa for you. But we are each other's sounding boards, but sounding boards sometimes can be really, you can be really critical or judgmental or short to like, say you need to improve this. And I think that's been a big lesson for us is like the language we use, how we communicate. Cause I naturally, we live together. So I go to him like, Hey, what do you think about this? When you ask those questions and you need to be prepared for the truth of your opinion, but then it's honoring each other in your roles. Like with Andy right now with online church, I really try to take to protect him and give him like a bubble with all the things that are on his plate with editing and creating and writing and filming. And then I take my own things. So it's, it's divide and conquer, but not taking it out. I think the hardest thing for us is the boundary aspect of work is 24-7. Conversation can be in bed, going to sleep at night. It can be in the morning. It can be, I mean, it's nonstop. 
that's a unique thing. It's not like we shut it off. And especially now with online, our workplace is our home. One of the challenges I think about when I look at the three couples that have microphones in front of them right now is that we have six pretty strong individuals that have pretty strong opinions about things. And so one of the things for Jamie and I is we really should never be each other's bosses. So if we can stay peers, I think that that leads to success in those things. But if there's scenarios where one of us is telling the other one what to do, it's probably not going to work out super well. I love hearing Sam talk about nines earlier, and I, I think there's... There's moments where I need Jamie to kind of enable, and there's other times where I need her to, to not nag me or not challenge me that way. So what's hard is, I think as we're learning about the Enneagram and we're digging into this, is, is knowing when to encourage your spouse, knowing when to be critical, knowing when to be supportive, knowing when to draw out things, knowing when to be a little adversarial. I think those are the, the challenges of, of working together. Andy and I have talked about this because we both do the same thing. It's just it's very easy to get in and production mode and critical mode and you're always just like kind of what we do is just it's all about like producing and criticizing and tweaking and making better and et cetera, et cetera. And so especially in a marriage when you're working together, Catherine will come to me with something and immediately I just start going da 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 and then that just can, you know, uh wreck a relationship for the rest of the afternoon. Um, or the month. Or the month. <laughs> yeah. When you should and this is something I'm learning. I'm not very good at it, I'll be honest, but of finding a way to do that a little bit more gently. And it's only, you know, made even bigger because it's your spouse. And that's not a lot of the things that happen in a workplace are just amplified because it's your spouse. I think when you understand your spouse and how they're wired or whatever, Enneagram number that they lean on, uh, you need to to be able to use that tool to be able to support them better and to speak a better message. And we were talking about in staff today that some of the Enneagram stuff is just so easy to go negative, but it's good to know the negative because if you know the negative, then you can encourage the positive. So I know for Christy, she's super ambitious. She works and works and works and works. And I just need to continue to remind her, no, that you are good enough. You don't need to keep doing something to find your worth. In fact, you know what? Stop. Stop what you're doing. Lay it aside, forget about it, because it's going to be here next week. And so, again, do I do that well? Probably not. But it is something that could help a couple that's working together or they're not working together. And you're just trying to help them have the right message for their life. Because, man, it's people can keep going and going and going and going. For sure, threes can. The Enneagram has brought a lot of clarity, I think, in my relationship with the two of you. And then also remembering, though, that there is a level of like um, admiration, respect, but also seeing what God is using in you guys in different areas and different time frames. And I think my biggest takeaway is just how adaptable everyone has been. You know, like we can look at the things that we can't do, but everyone has been very adaptable, especially in the last couple months and year and a half. And I think that's just really a good testament of how each of you pursue the Lord, you know, because if we don't pursue the Lord, then we're not going to be willing to change and we're not going to be on board to see him move in our own lives and in the community around us. So that's been really um, helpful for myself and hopefully my marriage as I get to know Cordy, as he keeps saying. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that's been one of my hugest takeaways from this team is even though we are all super strong personalities, like we're also all on the same team. And if we may have a conflict in one moment, but in the next moment we're joking and ready to get right back into, you know, we're just, we're all headed to in the same direction. And I love that, that God unifies us in that. And I was just going to say, as far as like our, the negative positive thing, like, I feel like our gifts can go both ways. Like as a one, I walk into a room and I can literally see every problem and I'm not searching for it. I just literally see that way. Like I walk into a room and I see what can be improved. So, you know, if my husband's in the room, I'm like, oh, you know, you could improve that. You could do this. That I literally see that in every aspect of my life. So I have to learn how to harness that. And like, just because something isn't perfect doesn't mean I have to speak it out. But there are times where seeing the things that need to be improved is really important. And it's important for the team to hear and see that. So I think sometimes your gifts can go both ways is they can be negative. They can be positive, And you just have to learn when to say something and when to not, when it's going to be beneficial and when, it, you know, when it's going to hurt someone or, or, you know, not help them. And being in a room with a whole bunch of ones, what's interesting is that there are times where the critical piece is so necessary, right? Like for things to be done well, we need, ones. But what I love is that when we're all together, what our pursuit is, is excellence. It's not critique. It's not challenging each other. It's not, how can I, how can I one up somebody? How can I be, how can I make myself stand out? Instead, it's a pursuit of what can we do to make things excellent? And Andy, you do a really good job of kind of bringing us back sometimes where we default towards the critical. We default towards the, what could we be making better? Because everybody in the room is trying to make things better. Everybody in the room is trying to pursue that excellence. Yeah, what I like about the Echo team is that we're all really serious, number one. Number two, we're really strong, every single one of you. And that's why from time to time I need to remind us to not speak over each other during staff meetings. Uh, and I really like that. But but the third thing I like about what we've got going on is that we can wear sweatpants around each other. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm but truly... Um, like, I, I love how strong we are. I love how real we are. I love the fact that, that, we're not, um, that we're not this group of people that are, like, you know, worshiping me or Christy or Christy and I, but we're truly a team and we're trying to do this together. And there's, there's so much power to that. And, and that's what I appreciate it, is that we're strong, we're serious, at times not very serious and then <laughs> and then we we're we can embrace each other in sweatpants that we're we're friends and so with all that in in mind i think the enneagram helps us to relate in all all different outfits all different zones and uh and again like i believe where this is a long game so that's why for me it's this is about yeah accomplishing things that are in front of us but yet looking to the future and then looking at the team and going, okay, th these are the gifts. This is what we bring to the table. Now let's go ahead and do this together. Let's champion one another yeah. and the Lord and uh, do something in his kingdom that is far greater than just one of us. So I'm sitting next to Jen Becker, and she has recently joined our team and maybe started with a perspective looking from the inside or looking from the outside in. 
So started with the perspective of looking outside in, and now you're uh, you're behind the curtain. The nitty gritty. Oh, the nitty gritty. So what's what? What are your gut reaction to the Echo Team and with the Enneagram in mind? Oh, where do I start? Um, it's been helpful for sure. Coming into a group of people who have. I don't know, amazing ideas and just to kind of be a part of the church and to watch everything kind of come together and to get to see them and just to know how amazing each one of them are. It's It's been a gift to be able to join and coming into it and not knowing if I would be a good fit and all the worries of I was a stay-at-home mom first and coming into this whole world again has been, it's been a dream. It's been something I've been looking for that I didn't even know I needed, but clearly someone did. But helping to understand each one of you guys with your Enneagram numbers has been helpful, knowing how do I fit in and how are they going to react if I ask a certain question. They all know each other, and I'm kind of the outsider coming in, but they've welcomed me with so much love, and I, I'm i forever grateful for it. But our sevens, Sam, has so much energy, and I just, it's, it's amazing. I think, how in the world does she have so much energy, and behind this the camera and with the kids the, the kids just love her so it's been yeah i i need a seven in my life for sure it's it teaches me balance and i know it, with being new to the enneagram too when i'm in my growth area i go to a seven and i can definitely see like bringing that part of me out i have a good friend that's a seven too and it just brings out the good parts of me so it's helpful to have that vision <laughs> We all need we all need a seven in our life. Amen. So Jen, let me ask you a question. If you are a seven, or you lean you you go towards a seven in your growth, what type of seven things do you do when you're healthy? Ooh. Um, what have you done recently? I'm more spontaneous. Like I'll I'm a planner, like everything it takes me for a while to get out of the house because I have to have everything ready to go, gotta know what I'm doing. But that seven part of me makes me just like, okay, whatever, let's just go with it. And I know I am a planner. So when I see or hear an idea from Christy, I go to that, you know, straight away. How do I organize this? How do I get, you know, all the details, the big picture of things under under control? And yeah, it, it helps me just to kind of take a, a minute to think about, okay, just go with the great idea of it and not always have to have it planned out. It's a good balance. It's understanding what my weaknesses are and what my strengths are. And so I think for years I've fought because of me being a three, like, well, I'll just get, I'll figure it out or I'll make it work or I'll like wing it. And yes, I can wing it at a lot of things, but like with administration and organization, like I just set myself up for failure and it's not making the excuse of, well, now I can just like have people that do it for me, but like understanding, like the shining in my strengths and like with echo having people like Jamie and Jen and Catherine and like my Enneagram ones that are helping. It's like, it's all of us coming together and like really shining in our strengths, you know, and operating the way God's created us to operate. And one thing, Jenny Allen, who I love, I'm doing a study with her, her new book out right now, but she just talks about, I had heard a podcast about her Enneagram. She's like, I'm a vision caster. I'm a dreamer. And, and I just think, that is like what I'm called to do. Like I'm very futuristic and things like that. And Enneagram has equipped me in this crazy amount. There's so many layers, but the language I use every single day and like looking around our team today, by the way, in this recording is the first time we've been together for, for since COVID has happened. 
Um, and we're celebrating Jamie's birthday and just coming together for staff and dreaming for summer. But like, I am so protective of this team. Like I'm really emotional, like looking around, like the laughter we got to have today, the conversations, like we are living the dream. And I think the Enneagram has showed me, like I, as a leader, want to draw out all of your callings. Like I want to support you in your dreams. And I think my ones, my one friends, like sometimes you're waiting for that perfect moment to do something. And I've, I've felt like I've like teaching some of you how to ride a bike and I'm just pushing you <laughs> like, you got this, like, it's never going to be perfect. I just want you to do it, you know? And I think same, like even Sam being a seven, like drawing out, like you are so stinking capable of so many things and just like seeing you shine and lead with the kids. And I don't know, I could go on about all of you, but it's been so rewarding. The Enneagram has helped me with that. So for me, it's the Enneagram, it's things you know, but it puts a language to it. It's the how, the why, the what, and then it's not, and not abusing it, but understanding each other. Jen, I remember when you first joined the team being a little worried for you because of all the, like, there's, this is kind of chaos. There's so much, like, we talk, like, interrupting each other is a real issue. There's all these things. (laughs) And now, and now it's funny on this side going, well, what would we do without Jen? Right? Like you fit in, you are absolutely a part, and I can't picture the time you weren't there now. And so when I think about that, and I think, so Andy and Christy, when you think about, maybe you said futuristic, maybe it's, it's down the line quite a ways, but how does the Enneagram come into play with the next team member or the next three team members or the next 10 team members? Like how does that play a part in how you, I, I think about myself, I'd be a terrible administrator. I just would. I, I would just be horrendous. So I'm trying to think of how that would play a part in you guys' life when you add to the team. I love having Jen on the team because like today in staff, it was like, Jen, what do we have to do next? (laughs) (laughs) At least we got someone on the team. And Jen is, Jen is what I would probably call a peer one where Jamie, Jamie and I, there's question on how, how one and how eight are we, you know, (laughs) and we probably kind of ping pong back between those which is great. Uh, but Jen really has a gifting for that strength of one. And so when I look at a, uh, a future team, I do think of like, what, what numbers do we not have on the team? Mm-hmm. And you can't hire someone for their Enneagram number, but it is something to consider. And I thought about this illustration when I was in youth ministry and I was a youth pastor and I did some crazy things, like just some really off the wall, like seven-ish, <laughs> high seven stuff, like let's go ahead and do this. I, I probably needed a six in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I needed a few, a few of those. And I had, I had them. They were called parents that would call me after the fact. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that's what I, I look forward to. As, as this team grows, to um, just have that fuller picture of God mm. and the attributes of God and, and, uh, and that we all bring something to the table that is, that is necessary and equal. And so that's, that's, that's what I have to say about that, Scotty boy. I think one thing, too, it's the statement I have is it's not what role we're hiring for, it's who we're hiring for. Like, we're hiring someone for their character and their personality and what they will bring to the team, what they will provide. And you, we want to be around our team. And that is a gift. So I don't ever want that to leave where I fully feel like it's a family and we want to foster that type of environment. Get the right people on the bus and we'll find their seats later. 
I think that's one of my favorite things about you guys, Andy and Christy, is that you are activators. I think, Christy, probably that's really your gift is seeing seeing the just like the natural gifts in people and and pulling that out in them. And Andy, you, the spiritual gifts in people and just really seeing like yeah. what Jesus sees and what what he's called people to do and recognizing that and then um, giving us the just like. Yeah, just empowering us to to do it and to run with it. I really appreciate that. It's why we honestly moved across the country back home to be a part of this team because God, years before Echo was even a thought on any of our radar, God was already planting seeds in our hearts and activating us for for the gifts he's given us to do for the kingdom. So thank you. We love you for that. Okay, so, so for, let's end this on a a not so serious, <laughs> but kind of serious question. Bring out the seven. No, I so I have observed, and this is not. We're gonna pick on the birthday girl. Yeah. Um, I this is not making fun Which of you. Which birthday is it, by the way, Andy? The big four zero. Come on now. Over the freaking hill. I'm twenty, really. really. <laughs> One thing I've noticed about you in the last couple months is you show an emotional side. And so like today, I just was thinking as you were emotional again, <laughs> which I love. I love. Um, do you are you actually in the heart triad? Is there something that you're really just going down into that into that zone where you just like a deep understanding of your emotions? Didn't he just say it wasn't going to be serious right here? Didn't he say it was bringing it down? <laughs> Oh man, um, that's a great question. Actually, I've there are times when I've read the two and thought I'm a two, but I have a strong two wing. I mean, it's it's why I do what I do. It's why I'm here because I want to serve people, and I definitely have a call into ministry on my life. So I don't know. It's hard. I some of our best friends. One of them is a four, and uh, I said until I until I and before I met you, I cried more than anyone I had ever met. <laughs> Now she she has she wins the award now, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in touch with my emotions. We actually listen. <laughs> we actually listened to a podcast like debrief yesterday, and they were talking about ones and they're robots and they have no emotions. And I'm like, that is not me. I am not a robot. I have a ton of emotion, like all of the emotions. So I don't know. Great question. Maybe I need to explore more. Where does the two go? So eight goes to two in health, I believe. Yes. Is it a four? Does a two go to four? Let's look. One goes to a four. One in, goes to a four. One goes in, to a four. And then I think it's a two. But in, in unhealth, health. yep. I think it's a four, a two, four, and eight. I think it's two, eight, and four. It doesn't work in a triangle like everything else. No, it's eight. It's eight, one, and two. Is it eight, one, and two? No, it's that's not four. It's like that. I wish it was. We if, looked at it last night. If week. I had my notebook, <laughs> I, I just drew it out yesterday by hand. <laughs> it's right there. I see it. <laughs> there it is. So in stress, a two goes to eight. Yes. And then it... Yeah. In, in, in health. In health? It goes to the four. Exactly. It goes to the four in health. Oh, great. I'm getting called out. What am <laughs> I, Andy? Tell me what I am. <laughs> you do have a lot of As you ask these questions and as I know my wife, one of my favorite things about the journey of the Enneagram is that it's not a destination. And the other thing I love, I heard this yesterday, and I'm going to repeat this a million times, don't be afraid to be a beginner in the Enneagram, but start down the journey. 
And the thing about it is it is absolutely a process. And everybody at this table has wrestled with the number they are at some point. Or what about this part? Or why is this there? Like it is a process of self-discovery, understanding those parts about you so that you can grow. And so I love watching my wife work through this. I love watching us as a team work through this and being open to the fact that that maybe we're fours or twos or <laughs> sevens or 23s. Who knows? You know what I mean? I think honestly, this is this is going to sound bad, but honestly, I think I always dismiss the two because I wouldn't call myself nice. And I think every two that I've ever met, they are the kindest people in the world. They really are. And so no one's ever described me as like nice. Like, Jamie, <laughs> you are you see the need and you meet the need. I get in a car accident and you're delivering a meal to my house and a gift. I my kids are sick and you're buying a gift for them to help take care of them. What can I run? We hit COVID. You're bringing us frozen meals. Like we're gonna just dri- deliver goods to people every week. I have like who does like you are a giver, a helper, like hundred percent. That is, maybe it's two wing one. I don't know. Like, I see a lot of two in you. I and see the behind the scenes roles you've always and served in the I'm church is two. Bad, I look like an eight. Well, yeah. it's a good thing know. she's a two. I, I just think, like, when we look at us as a team, and if there's a, the, I feel like the biggest hole in my personality is the two. And so the fact that you have it so strong, I think is super powerful, going back to some of the things we talked about earlier. And you having a one, if it was a one wing and a two, you're like, I have to do this because it's like, you're, it's just like what you do. It's like in your DNA. Like there's no shortcuts. Right, it's giving right it your all. And that's too, right like, right. I'm not gonna like in same thing. Like you walk in and you see things. I think a lot of twos do that. Like they just want to help. They want to like fix, they want to provide and see a lot of that. If for those of you that don't understand two, two, the numbers two, three, and four are in the heart triad. And so typically your feeling center, your intelligence center is based on feelings in your heart. And that's what drives your bus. The running joke around here is that Jamie and I are very similar yeah. a lot of times. But Jamie does have a little bit more of an emotional drive in my mind than I do. I'm a little bit more analytical about it. I can get emotional too, but but Jamie shows it a lot more on Zoom calls, so. <laughs> and Jamie Scholl is far more organized uh, than our fearless leader. <laughs> yes, it's all organized in my brain. No. He, he's organized internally. Did you see that? Look at this organization right here. You're, yeah, you, in your this. mind, it's all Look organized. at this paper right We're now. Very- what number on the Enneagram writes so small you need a magnifying glass? Because that is Andy Cass. <laughs> I even pulled out highlighter the other day <laughs> a, a school a local like school a local yeah. school in our neighborhood did a parade pinewood elementary and our kids do not go there and andy was crying so yeah you were oh, i was not crying i, oh. I cried too no, no it was pollen in the air andy's a big softy i know he seems tough but man andy's a big softy okay, okay, okay. pride or anger jamie pride or anger you choose oh, it yeah as your deadly sin can i have both <laughs> Can I have pride and anger? Because I have both. All of the above. Absolutely. Amen to that. Every yes. one of them. Pride, yes. I don't need help. Yes. Kids, you're driving me crazy. Yell at them. Okay, Cut me, I want all the things. Anger or shame? N- anger. Anger. I mean, do we know what shame means? Yeah, I guess it depends on the definition. When's the last time you fo- sewed fig leaves and ran down your call sack? By that under, never. Never. <laughs> Ever. And he's going to make a Fig Newton bikini. Oh. Oh 
I think we create these preconceived notions about what a number has to be or how the packaging looks based on one person we know or whatnot. Like my favorite is picturing Jen Toller slamming doors. Like anytime I'm trying to figure out how I think a number looks and then I picture Jen slamming doors. I'm like, oh, well, all's right in the world. Jen slams doors. We have each one of these numbers within us, all of them. And I think the healthier we are, the more numbers we share, if we, you know, mm-hmm. and the more you know that we show. Yeah, yeah. I think if we we can't be emotional, well, maybe the Lord needs to start working on that area of our life. If we're showing too much anger, maybe we need to consider the Lord to pull us back a little. <laughs> uh, and then we all need a healthy dose of fear from time to time. So, so that's my last little mic drop. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. If you have any questions or prayer requests, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at hey at wearetheecho.church. Also, we want to invite you to join us on Sundays. We are streaming our services on Facebook and YouTube at 9 a.m. U.S. Central Time, as well as 8 p.m. U.S. Central Time. This episode was produced and mixed by Just Hit Publish Productions. 